Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The worship program for this Mass is available online for download at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. This Mass is being offered for the intention of Christine Manranieri. The celebrant for this Mass is the rector of St. Patrick's Cathedral, Father Enrique Salvo. As we begin this Mass, we invite you to rise and to join in singing our entrance hymn. It is number 430 in the blue St. Michael hymnal located in the pews. Number 430, Amazing Grace.
in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Welcome everyone to St. Patrick's Cathedral. In a very special way, we welcome members of the armed forces who are with us here on, on this Veterans Day weekend. We pray for you and thank you for everything that you do for our country. And also we have from Frankie Campbell Funeral Home a special mass in remembrance in this month in which is the month of all souls. And, and we remember our loved ones that have gone and we will, today in the homily, we will focus on that as per the readings and the month that we are living. And as we begin these sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins and ask our Lord to grant us his peace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
Let us pray. Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy that by the pouring forth of your spirit, the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom, and she is readily perceived by those who love her and found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known in anticipation of their desire. Whoever watches for her at dawn shall not be disappointed, for he shall find her sitting by his gate. For taking thought of wisdom is the perfection of prudence, and whoever for her sake keeps vigil shall be quickly be free from care, because she makes her own rounds, seeking those worthy of her, and graciously appears to them in the ways and the meets with them all solitude. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, so too will God, through Jesus, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Indeed, we tell you this, on the word of the Lord, that we, who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, with a word of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus, we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, console one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples this parable The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, 
No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise God. month of November, which is the end of the liturgical season before we begin Advent, we focus on what's called the last things, which is death, eternal life, heaven, purgatory, hell, the end of the world as we know it whenever that happens because we don't know the time nor the hour, and everything that has to do with the end of life as we know it here on earth, but with the beginning of a new life with God in heaven. And it's a time of then that we not only pray for our, all of our loved ones, that they may be rejoicing in heaven, but it's a time for us to ponder on the reality of death, and, and it's a time for us to reflect on it and to see what our faith teaches us about it. So obviously death is one of the greatest sufferings that we go through in this life, the death of a loved one is, is, is one of the biggest griefs that we can have and, and everyone receives it the own, the, their own way and, and there's no way to judge and time and all that. And it's so natural that Jesus Christ himself, one of the few places that he is described as weeping in the entire gospel was when he was with his friend Lazarus that had died. And when he comes there and his friend had died and he sees the, the sadness that his sisters Martha and Mary and all the rest of the family and friends were having, Jesus weeps because in his humanity, it, it's, it's, it's a natural uh, thing to feel that separation. But at the same time though, and these things are not mutually exclusive, when we go through our grief, look at the words that St. Paul says here, that we, when, about those who have fallen asleep, those who have died, that we may not grieve like those, like the rest of, that don't have any faith, that we may grieve, but with hope. Because when we grieve, it is there, naturally, but supernaturally, through the grace of God, through the Holy Spirit giving us fortitude and strength and faith and hope, we can come to see all of the beautiful promises that are there about eternal life. And the fact that Jesus Christ himself came to give us the greatest of all gifts, which is not only to have his love in this life, but to be in his love for all of eternity. We were created to have that love of God for all of eternity. God created each and every one of us 
out of his genius and out of his love and out of the fact that he just wanted us to be alive. And he did not, he did not do that just for us to be here in this passing world that tops 100 years if, uh, if, you know, if that we may live here. He made us out of his love, out of his genius, to be with him for all of eternity. And therefore, one thing that we remember about death, especially if we have been prepared and have tried our best to have a life of love, a life of loving God and neighbor, is the fact that those promises await us. And of course, that when it comes to the death and the grief of our loved ones, those same very promises have to console us. Because as Jesus Christ himself, when he, when, he, when he told Martha at the moment that he was at the tomb of Lazarus, he says, I am the way in the life and the resurrection. Whoever believes in me will not die. And we can ask ourselves things like that because there's promises around the whole gospels that Jesus says. What does he say? What, what is he saying? Because everyone that's heard those words in the last 2,000 years, including Martha and Mary, even Lazarus that was resurrected, he eventually died. He's, he's not still, he, they, they, they eventually died. What does he mean? He obviously is talking about eternal life, the fullness of life, what is awaiting us in heaven. And that, has, and that has great implications then for, the, for us that are still here. Because it reminds us then that if our loved ones are with God and they are filled with, with uh, his life, they are more alive than we are who are still here on earth. Because when we have this life, which we have to thank God each and every second, and we have to be filled with awe about the fact that we are alive and, and that God gave us this gift and everything there is to it, but the realities of the world also bring us that so many times we are so distracted or so anxious or, or so filled with so many things that we don't fully, fully live as, as alive as we're meant to. But in heaven, when all those things get purified, then the, everyone that is with God in heaven is a soul that is filled with his love, filled with his joy, filled with his, with his life in this place of life that is heaven. Which, by the way, heaven is, a, we can't even fathom the beauty of heaven, but we do know that we are made in the image of God. We are. Imagine us between God, though, in reality, even though he made us in his image. Earth and the created universe is in the image of heaven. So anything beautiful that you can think of that happens here on earth that God created, multiply it by infinity in heaven. And that is what is awaiting us. And therefore then, if our loved ones are alive in this place of life and we are here, our, our faith teaches us that that separation is not permanent and it never really even happens. Of course, we would want to have our loved ones physically with us as long as we are here ourselves in the same place other people are gonna want to have us physically here when it's for our time to go. But it doesn't mean that the love relationship ended. It means that it becomes spiritual for a while, and, but it's there. The love is there. We think about them with love. We remember them. We, 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 have, we have the love that, that they gave us in our hearts to give to one another and to put into action. They, we pray for their souls. And they are praying for us. And, they're even, and their prayers are powerful because they're so close to God. They're praying for us. They, 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 they want the best for our lives. 
they even want us to not perpetually grieve for them because if they're in a place of, of joy, uh, they, they don't want us to suffer. I mean, it's normal that we're going to suffer and have some grief. But they want us to keep on going and to enjoy this life in the way that we, we, want, we do when we have the Holy Spirit and, and living God's commandments. My little water break always. So it's a reminder that we are connected in this love until it's our time and we meet again. Which, as St. Paul here tells us, we will, meet, we will all be together and meet the Lord. When, when we say we're about to pray uh, the creed and we, we say we believe in the communion of saints, we are saying that God created us to be in union with him, the, the first commandment, and in union with one another, the second greatest commandment, for all of eternity. And that is a beautiful reality that has to give us hope. Let me take it off. Sorry about that. So anyways... I remember when I was in seminary, I, this, very, this, this moved me a lot because in deathbeds and, and sometimes as a priest you have, um, uh, you know, you, have, you visit people in their deathbeds, you see a lot of very interesting, you see a lot of beautiful, powerful things. I remember when I was in the seminary, there was, we had this brilliant professor, his name was um, Monsignor Bill Smith. He was one of the greatest theologians in the United States. He wrote books, he, he, he taught like generations of priests at the seminary, moral theology, and very important things. And he, he fell sick, and in, in, I remember perhaps my last year, one of my last years in the seminary, so he was in the hospital for like three weeks before he died. And we would all visit him, the seminarians, you know, we would all take turns, and he got anointed many times with all these priests. He, he was visited very much, he was very beloved. And I remember when I, I went to visit him myself, I remember some words that he said, and this is a man that had studied a lot of the theology and lived it and ingrained it in his heart, and he, and, and he was not fluffy when it came to religion. He wouldn't say things just to like, because sometimes people think that we're just saying things to make people feel good. He would never be that way. And I'll never forget what he told another seminary and myself. He said, you know what, I'm very much looking to seeing my mom and dad. And and it was beautiful because, of course, the greatest reason that we want to go to heaven is to see God. But there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with having that desire that Monsignor Smith had in his deathbed, that he was excited, that he was going to see his mom and dad. And, and, and it's something that, that happens all the time. Our, our, the loved ones, when they're dying, they call in their loved ones. I, I, another story I heard, uh, about, uh, uh, this happened to a priest friend who was at a deathbed. It was uh, uh, beautiful. It was amazing. What happened was this, uh, this lady, she had, she had a terminal cancer. And uh, so she, she and, her, and, so, and her mom was elderly. And, and so that the, when, when she had like her last weeks and so, it happened that, and she was almost unconscious and everything, so it so happened that her mom died. And so uh, they decided not to tell her because, you know, why, why? The, the, the husband and the family decided she, she's, she's hardly there already and why give her this extra burden and, and sorrow? So they decided not to tell her. So my pre, it was when she, my, my, my priest friend was in her deathbed with her husband, and all of a sudden, she looks up and, and, and she says, Mom, I didn't know you had died. 
And, and at that moment, she herself died. But what happened was that the mom came basically to pick her up. And at that moment, she realized that her mom had, had, uh, had died already because she was there at, 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 in her soul. And, and there, it, there is that connection. So it, it's, this, this is something that has to give us consolation because, of course, it doesn't take away the grief of, of the pain that we feel now because even one day apart from the people we love is hard. But, but at the same time, we can't live without hope, as St. Paul tells us here. We have to have the hope that it is not the end. When we grieve without faith, and, and which is the greatest tragedy of someone that does not have faith at all or care about the faith, is when this inevitable subject happens, then it's real grief because then there is a feeling of like never again, almost like what a waste. Of, 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 it's like all this love and all this that we gave to one another, now it's gone, what, what's this? And, and, but that's not the way that we, we grieve when we have faith. When we have faith, we grieve, but we grieve knowing that it's not the end. And, and even more than that, that, that what awaits us, especially when we have been like the wise virgins that have tried to live a beautiful life, is so much better than anything we've ever lived through. And our love, our love with the people that we love and that we miss is going to be greater than, every, than, than we've ever had because now everything is purified. And, and therefore, let us have that love in our hearts of God because then, as Mother Teresa would say, every time Mother Teresa would go to a wake or to a funeral and she was giving her condolences to anyone that, that was suffering uh, the death of a loved one, she would say, your loved one is now living in the heart of God. So make sure that you have God in your heart and therefore your loved one will be in your heart as well. Because if we think about it, they are with God and if we are with God, by default, we're also going to be together in union. In a few minutes, we're going to receive God himself in the Holy Eucharist. In a few minutes, in, in, as in every Holy Mass, the communion of saints happens and, and in a way that's mystical that we cannot see, but in our faith, the, the God, Jesus never comes alone. He comes with all of the saints and the souls of the, of the loved ones that are, are with him. We are united with them in love until one day we meet again. That we hope gives, we, we need that hope, gives us the consolation to, to go forward, that, that it's not the end. And if anything else, it's only going to get better. God bless you. And now let us profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. 
For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us ask our Heavenly Father with faith to help us in all of our needs. For Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all clergy, religious, and laity, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For those serving in public office, that they govern with wisdom and integrity, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For peace among nations, and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine and in Israel, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. For veterans and their families, that God bless them for their generous service to our nation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For those who keep and protect peace, especially members of our armed forces and diplomatic service, that the Lord give success to their mission and bring them safely home, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For Christine Mayen Ranieri and all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us so much that you have sent your only Son, Jesus Christ, to bring us your love and to open up the gates of heaven for us. Help us to always believe and in, in, in this promise and, and to be like the wise virgins that are prepared for it. And we ask you to help us in all of our needs, which we present to you each day in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
pray, brothers and sisters, that this my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Look with favor, we pray, O Lord, upon the sacrificial gifts offered here, that celebrating in mystery the passion of your Son, we may honor it with loving devotion through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead, he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory 
of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, St. Patrick, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen, 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 amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, so that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are to and to us, and to all 
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Peace with you, Father. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy that by the pouring forth of your spirit, the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 661 in the hymnal. Number 661, O God, our help in ages past. Oh God, I... 